Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of John. We're in chapter 12, and this chapter is beginning with a section entitled Jesus Anointed at Bethany, and thus begins Jesus's final week of ministry on this earth. It says, six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was being given in Jesus's honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus's feet and wiped his feet with her hair. So here the ultimate sign of humility and sacrifice, what this perfume would have been worth was an exponential amount, one that Judas will soon recognize uh, the amount of which he will be contrary to because he sees it as a financial value where Mary sees it as an act of worship and giving everything that she has. She's also unwrapping her hair, which would have been something that was very uncommon at that time. But she knelt down at his feet to wash them, as in to serve, with the most valuable thing that she had, and also her hair, which was her covering. So one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who would later betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor as if he were really concerned about the poor? He only saw the financial value here. It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, who he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in him. So obviously they see someone raised from the dead the foreshadowing of what Jesus would do for us. And of course, they put their faith in Jesus. But now these same men who were worried about whether or not Jesus healed on the Sabbath day because it was breaking the law are now willing to break the same law they were so concerned about by murdering not only Lazarus, but Jesus himself. Now moving on to the triumphal entry, which we have discussed this multiple times and also uh, discussed it in depth in our discussion of the Passover, which you can refer to that lesson as well. It says, The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him. You'll remember that palm branches was a symbol of victory. It says that they shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is the king. Of Israel. Here they are quoting Psalm 118. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save us. Grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
Remember also that Hosanna means to save right now. And they cry out, Lord, save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it as it is written in Zechariah 9.9. Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming seated on a donkey, on a donkey's colt. And like it says in Zechariah, your king comes to you righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. So here they recognize that it wasn't just the Jewish people that were seeing who Jesus was. They specifically said, look how the whole world has gone after him. Now this next section is when Jesus predicts his own death. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship him at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there heard it and said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. And we know this was also a reminder of the snake in the desert that was lifted up by Moses. The crowd spoke up, We have heard from the law that the Christ will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus told them, You are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he is going. 
Put your trust in the light while you have it, so that you may become sons of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Now, the section entitled, The Jews Continue in Their Unbelief. Even after Jesus had done all these miraculous signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? That's from Isaiah 53. And then it says, for this reason, they could not believe. Because Isaiah says elsewhere, and that's in Isaiah 6.10, He has blinded their eyes and deafened their hearts, so they can neither see with their eyes, nor understand with their hearts, nor turn and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. We can read that from Isaiah chapter 6. It's when Isaiah was receiving his commission. When the voice of the Lord said, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Isaiah said, Here I am, send me. And then the Lord said, Go and tell this to the people. Be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused. Make their ears dull and their eyes closed. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. We also read about that in Matthew when Jesus said the same thing. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear. Or understand. In them it is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah you will be ever hearing but never understanding, you will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused, they hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. So John points that out to us here. And then in verse 42 says, Yet at the same time, many even among the leaders believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved praise from men more than praise from God. Then Jesus cried out, When a man believes in me, he does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. When he looks at me, he sees the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in the darkness. As for the person who hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world but to save it. There is a judge. For the one who rejects me and does not accept my words, that very word which I spoke will condemn him on the last day. For I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. And that ends John chapter 12. We will pick up next time in chapter 13.